a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 106 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. This episode is dropping on July 1st, and it's hot outside, so I'm doing a fire theme. Grab your marshmallows and hot dogs, strike a match, and let's beat the heat with today's phrases, origins, history, and more. Let's begin with a baptism by fire. This one means learning or experiencing something in a challenging way. It's a fairly straightforward phrase because we know exactly where it came from, but I felt like it was a good place to start today nonetheless. This phrase comes from the Bible. It's used in multiple verses, but the one I want to focus on is from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11. It reads, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The first known use in English besides the Bible was in 1857. That year, British novelist and barrister George Lawrence wrote Guy Livingstone, and in it he included, quote, It's only in their baptism of fire that the young ones shrink and start. End quote. In the Bible, the fire was more metaphorical, but over time the phrase has taken on a more literal meaning thanks to the military. It relates to a soldier's first time in battle, when they are under gunfire. So, from metaphorical flames to a hail of bullets, this phrase has long meant an intense introduction to something. And I doubt its use will flicker out anytime soon. Now, let's talk about someone. If your ears are burning, it means someone is talking about you. This one can actually be traced way back to an old-timey times belief that your ears actually burn when you're being talked about, whether you're in the presence of the person speaking or not. In ancient Rome, folks believed that if your right ear was burning, someone was speaking about you in a positive way. If it was your left ear that felt hot, then you were being talked about in a negative light. It's possible that this belief came about due to the fact that people can get flushed when someone talks about them, in a good or bad way. Ears often are affected by this reddening, so it looks somewhat like your ears are actually burning. Pliny the Elder, the Roman statesman and scholar, wrote about this observation, which is how we know it dates back to ancient Rome. In his book, Naturalis Historia, written in the year 77 AD, he wrote, quote, It is acknowledged that the absent, 
feel a presentment of remarks about themselves by the ringing of their ears. End quote. Now I know ringing isn't burning, but this is definitely the starting point of the saying. The next step in the saying can be found in one of Geoffrey Chaucer's poems, Troilus and Chrysidae, a poem we've looked at before. He wrote it in the mid-1380s and included this quote, And we shall speak of the somewhat, I trow, wan thou art gone, or dawn then iris glow. End quote. In modern-day English, that means, and when you're gone, I trust that we'll speak about you somewhat so that your ears glow. We finally get to the burning in the 16th century. In another poem, this one written by James Yates, an English Unitarian minister and scholar. It included, quote, That I do credit give unto the saying old, which is, when as the ears do burn, something on thee is told. End quote. That's really all I have for this one, so now, let's play a trick. Smoke and mirrors means hiding the truth through deception. This one comes from an actual trick using smoke and mirrors. This magic trick has been around since at least the 18th century, as we find documentation about it from 1770. Johann Georg Schropfer was a German charlatan, necromancer, and independent Freemason. He was well known for doing this trick although it is uncertain if he invented it or just made it famous. Using smoke and mirrors, he was able to make it seem as if he was able to conjure ghosts. Basically, a light source, originally lanterns and then later electric lights, would be used to shine a beam of light off of a mirror into a cloud of smoke. This would scatter the beam of light and make a ghostly image. Now, the physical trick doesn't seem to have become idiomatic for a couple of centuries. American journalist Jimmy Breslin used a version of the saying twice in his book, How the Good Guys Finally Won, Notes from an Impeachment Summer, which was published in May of 1975. One use was, quote, All political power is primarily an illusion, mirrors and blue smoke beautiful blue smoke rolling over the surface of highly polished mirrors. If someone tells you how to look, there can be seen in the smoke great, magnificent shapes, castles, and kingdoms, and maybe they can be yours. End quote. He also wrote, quote, The ability to create the illusion of power to use mirrors and blue smoke is one found in unusual people. End quote. One month later, in June of 1975, the Lowell, Massachusetts paper, The Lowell Sun, wrote about this book, saying, quote, Jimmy Breslin alluded to with images of blue smoke and mirrors in his recently published book on an impeachment summer. End quote. Even though the article was writing about the book, it's thought to technically be the first use in print of the exact phrasing, smoke and mirrors as Breslin didn't say smoke and mirrors exactly. Breslin laid the foundation, but it was the review of his book where the exact saying was born, at least in writing. Now, I have a turn of phrases tidbit for you. 
I feel like I can't do a fire episode without going over the saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. However, there isn't much to the history of this one, so it's going to have to be a tidbit. It means that you can't have something happen without a cause, and the context of the saying is usually a negative one. Basically, the analogy is that the fire is the cause of the bad thing, which is smoke. The idea behind it is that you literally can't have smoke without some kind of fire, so the saying makes sense. While I couldn't find out anything definitive about it, one source did say that the idea behind it goes way back to the year 43 BC, but the expression wasn't really in use until the 1500s. So, while I can't tell you exactly where it came from, I can tell you it comes from way back in old-timey times. And with that, it's time for today's Familiar Quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Albert Schweitzer. Quote, In everyone's life, at some time, our inner fire goes out. It is then burst into flame by an encounter with another human being. We should all be thankful for those people who rekindle the inner spirit. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Schweitzer, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't say bitter things when you are angry. They not only sting at the time, but they eat their way in and are remembered long after you have forgotten them. And now for the men. Don't be irritated now by the childish ways in your wife that amused you so much in your fiancé. She will grow out of them soon enough. Alright, toppers. That's going to do it for episode 106. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, have a happy and safe 4th of July. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. It is acknowledged that the absent feel a present... Wait, feel a what? What do they feel, Pliny?
We finally get to the burning of ears in the sixth. That sounds weird. We finally get to the ears burning in the 16th century. Also in a. <laughs> Don't go off script. Don't go off script. That's not good. We finally get to your. Nope. We finally get to the burning of ears. That sounds violent. <laughs> okay, I, okay. Johann. <laughs> Why did I think I was going to be able to say this German name in just one shot? Johann Jorg Schroff. Johann Jorg. Georg. Georg. Jorg. It's like George without an E. How do you, how do you say that? I don't know why I'm asking, because I'm the only one here besides a dog, so let's ask the Google how to pronounce Georg. G-E-O-R-G. Excuse me? So it is Georg. 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 I'm just going to stick with that. Oh, now i got to look at the last name, though. Schropfer. Schropfer. We're going to go with that. Johan... <laughs> Johann Georg Schopfer was a germ German <laughs> There can be seen in the smoke great magnificent magnificent <laughs> This was a podcast from the Podfix Network You can check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.